Welcome back to Balter Beer Works, our host for another insider podcast. And we are here with a super couple who is wicked organic. And you'll get that when we talk to them about how they met. Kim and Joseph Hicks, it's awesome to talk to both of you. Thanks for having us. Great to be here, John. Really yeah. good to have you. And we were just talking before we got started about how you met. Joseph, explain the spark and where it happened. And it's kind of funny you asked, John, because it was chemistry from day one. And <laughs> it's funny that we say it that way because we met in organic chemistry at UT. And we were, we were not lab partners, but we were side by side in lab. And... I guess you could say there was chemistry from day one. <laughs> That's awesome. And and this is in 1990. Two years later, you're married. But I want to I want to rewind the clock just a little bit for both of you so that our listeners understand where you come from. And then we'll talk about all the sports you're into. And then also some hidden insider facts of places that you love to go in East Tennessee that makes it so great. So, Kim, let's start with you. You grew up in East Tennessee and Northeast East Tennessee. Yes, correct. Yep. Tell us a little bit about your background and what made you somebody who loves to bike, swim, run, you name it. Um, grew up with a father who was an avid cyclist, and both of my parents just loved to hike and camp, and so that was what we did. Um, I joined the Kingsport Bike Club when I was about 14 years old and we cycled all over East Tennessee. And my dad um, did every great bike adventure he could find here in the East Tennessee area and beyond. So um, that was just our way of life. They even began to take us on vacations and it was a family cycle vacation or camping vacation so and, and did that seem like you were a different family like no one else was doing what you were doing or did did you have some people who shared that kind of experience at that time definitely the hiking and the camping we had families that shared that and then my parents got other families into it but more or less I was with a bunch of adults that loved to cycle and biked with them every Wednesday night and Saturday afternoon, so yeah. And Joseph, um, tell us about your background. How did you grow up? Was it in a similar environment or different? Uh, very different, actually. We grew up doing more mainstream sports in our high school, uh, basketball, football, baseball, and then when I got to college, I, I, I gave up all sports uh, and first two years didn't do much of anything until I met Kimberly our third year, and then started running and of course she was really beating me up at every local Knoxville race and then I started getting better and better and we started doing cycling together and that's kind of how the whole adventure began. And he's staring at me for our listeners in an Iron Man boulder hat <laughs> and an Iron Man Augusta t-shirt. I, I, how far you've come. And we're going to get there but Kim, um, what was it about you as a couple that made you say, Joseph, you got to check this out. What, what, what was it that helped you kind of tie him in to a lot more than just running? Ah, well, um, hmm. our first date was hiking to Mount Lacan. Uh, so, and then his first time coming to Kingsport, my dad convinced him to bike 
30 miles to the airport to watch an air show. So, I mean, it was pretty much just like, It hey, was insane. Yeah. It was insane. I was sore for days. <laughs> I, could, I, I couldn't walk up the steps after that. I was totally... Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, and I definitely think a part of it was, you know, I went to medical school and residency, so I was just focused on that. So while I did that, he um, adopted the love of cycling. And when we moved back to East Tennessee after all that, I mean, that was his first thing. He got a brand new bicycle in lieu of us getting a dining room table. <laughs> and my, my friends were like, that's crazy. That's a great wife, John. Why would you let him get a bicycle and not get a table? I'm like, hey, if it makes him happy, it makes me happy, and we're all copacetic. So. Joseph, any, anybody who's listening to us on a bike right now just stopped and went, yes! Yes! <laughs> that is so, that you so my guy. I have the best wife in the world. <laughs> you do. I mean, awesome. And, and so was this contagious from the start for you or did it take convincing absolutely it was an addiction from the beginning soon as I got on that bike it it was so addicting that I had to ride almost every day I would squeeze in it would start 30 minutes here an hour there and then it turned into a century ride every week and joining local bike groups and Knoxville is fantastic about all of the cycling, the cycling community here is amazing. So, and this was, this was 20 years ago. This was even longer when we first started this venture. So, we did a lot of cycling, cycling, and cycling. That's what I did for almost 20 years until the next phase of life when Kimberly pulled me into the this three-sport thing that I fell in love with. <laughs> and, and I want to get there, but first, let's talk just about your daily routine, because you spelled it out for me in sort of the lead-up to our conversation, but you're a doc, um, and you've got to squeeze it in where you can. I know a lot of our listeners feel the same way. They have super busy schedules. Just walk us through a, a quick day for you and how you do it. Well, we all have busy lives, and it, it is tough to fit in family life, uh, work, and your passion, which mine happens to be triathlons. So, I am very OCD, John, and I am I'm very regiment about every day. So I wake up at four every day, and whether that's the weekend, weekday, whether I'm working or not, the alarm goes off at four, and I start the day by doing a uh, some type of workout. That workout will consist of hour, hour and a half, two hours, whatever I can squeeze in before work. I start work at 7. We start seeing patients at 7, so our morning huddle is 6.45. Lunch, 12 o'clock, I will head home. I live maybe 10 minutes away from the office, and I will eat lunch, and every day, you'll love this, John, I squeeze in a nap. I 20-minute nap. I read that, and I was it, Sarah, our producer, is going to kill me, but she, she was saying a 20-minute nap every day. Ah, I would kill for that. <laughs> it is, it's one of the best parts of the day. Yeah. Best parts of the day. But it enables me to get through the afternoon because when we're finished at 4 o'clock, I squeeze in another exercise. But the one thing I don't compromise is missing out on being home for dinner. My kids are a little bit older now. Their so age is what? Their age, I have a rising sophomore in college, and we have a rising junior in high school. But even when they were both younger in the house, uh, you made that a priority. I did. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. So I don't want to miss their soccer game. I don't want to miss their basketball game, whatever it may have been over time. So squeezing these in, these workouts in early in the morning were really important. Now, that's a little different on the weekend. Uh, weekends, I still get my nap. Don't forget my nap. <laughs> You're in bed at what time during the weekday just before we leave that schedule? 9 o'clock? 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. Lights out, 9 o'clock, 9 Sometimes 8.50. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's true. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm Which is not me because uh, I got to do everything else. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Kimberly's flex schedule is a little more flexible. Mm -hmm. So, Kim, do you use that same balance um, in your schedule or do you have a little bit more freedom? I have 100% more freedom. I mean, even when I was actively practicing in pediatrics, those were rigid, long days. Mm -hmm. So I, I normally didn't exercise those days, or if I did, it would be a very short one before work. So, and I work two or three days a week. So now that I own my own business and I can set my own schedule, um, I'm quite flexible, but I also am very involved with the kids, but now I can do more kind of house mom things with dinners and, Anything. And, and I'll make yeah. a little plug for Kimberly yeah. because she helps me prioritize my workouts because she knows I have to be so regimented. Is it, is it good to write it out? Do, do you even go that far as an OCD guy? What do you tell write, me? Write it out, say four. Oh, write four, it down. Yeah, oh, write it down. You don't well, have to write it down because it's so predictable. We know what's going to happen. My schedule yeah. is on the computer and I have a specific workout. Essentially, two weeks in advance. I know what I'm doing for the next two weeks. All right, let's move to a more rapid fire segment now, and I want to get to some of the secret insider spots <laughs> that you both like about uh, East Tennessee. So let's t start with the biking because you know that so well. Mm -hmm. what, what's your favorite ride, road or dirt, um, in East Tennessee? You know, I'm a big roadie. I've done some mountain biking, and East Tennessee and Knoxville is great for that. But as a roadie, we have so much here in Knoxville. And some of my favorite rides would be the Cherahala Challenge. I mean, that, that's a 106, 110 mile ride that, that I've done many, many times uh, that's put on by the Smoky Mountain Woman. They are a great group, great ride, one of my favorites. Um, Race Day Events puts on two great rides. One is the Barley's Ride, and one is the Tour de Rocky Top. Both of those are century rides, 62-mile rides. Those are great rides. You can almost get on your bike anywhere in Knoxville and go for a century ride without without a problem. Kim, how about you? You know, I I, I lean more towards the, just the everyday stuff that I love the most because we literally chose where we live so that we could get on our bicycles and leave. And that is the primary reason where we are is that we wanted to be able to leave on our bicycle from our house and not have to drive anywhere. And, and where so is that? Just We, we uh, are way out. We are in Farragut, but on the outskirts, we're, we're really in Lenore City. We're on that Loudoun County line. And so that is what I do. I mean, I go through Lenore City. If I want to do a, a longer 100-mile ride, I'll go into Roan County. I'll drive by my grandma's house. So, you know. Um, those backcountry roads are incredible. And do you find you're received well as a bicyclist on those roads? Have you had any problems with people saying, not here, not now? 
not on the back country roads in that area. The, the, the difficulty is if you were to go, there's just the crossing the busier areas. And so I just try to avoid the places that don't accommodate bikes well. You know, Kimberly and I have ridden our bikes essentially all over the world, especially here in the States. And there are always those who don't like cyclists sure. anywhere you go. But Knoxville has fewer of those. And it's getting better and better now that we put on the USA National Championship here. Yeah. That was a great education, no. wasn't it? Unbelievable. So and we'll continue to be next year as well. Kim, how about your favorite place to run? If you if you want to go do a four, five, ten mile run, where is it? Well, I don't do it enough, but I love um, Oak Ridge and their Greenway. Um, and for people who haven't been there, yeah. why? Oh, it just takes you by the water, in the woods, it's a little rolling, it's gorgeous. And they Where's have, the best place to jump in? Um, they have a park right there, and they have where the, the rowers start, um, and so you, you can put in right there, you can put, is it Halls Ridge, is that what's right Hall, there? Hall Ridge. Hall Ridge, Hall Ridge, right there. Kind of Melton Hill, right Melton there. Melton Hill, yeah, if you wanted to get in right on the trail, but if you wanted to start on the Greenway, um, the park is, is an excellent place to start, right where the rowing um, team starts. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, and all the greenways, really. I mean, I go downtown, around UT, um, doing the one that's right behind um, Lowe's there on Cedar Bluff. It, and it takes me all the way to the YMCA and around. So there's a, there's a lot of... Diversity to it. Yeah, a lot of diversity. Mm -hmm. yeah. Joseph, how about you? Well, I have a lot of favorite runs. Uh, living deep in Farragut. Farragut is a great place to run at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> uh, because Farragut has a lot of uh, uh, a lot of lighting. We have good sidewalks, but I'll be honest, John, I run down the middle of Kingston Pike without a problem at 4.30 in the morning. I believe it. <laughs> but I will say one of my favorite runs, uh, being a member of the Knoxville Endurance uh community. We do a lot of running together, a lot of destination runs. Outside of running in the Smokies in Cades Cove, we have a nice run that starts at Honey Bee Coffee downtown and runs out to Imes Nature Center. And On the south side of the river. You bet. Yeah. It is unbelievable. We come back, have coffee and a, and a scone, and we all laugh, have fun. It's a, it's a, good, it's a good day. All right, we've done the running, we've done the biking. How about if you can swim open water, is there a spot around this area that you like most? off our dock. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so we are very fortunate, John, to live on the water. So yeah. when we when we want to go, um, we just jump off the dock and go. However, we have a great community of swimmers here in Knoxville, and there's two locations that specifically come to mind. Every Thursday, uh, there's a group that meets downtown, uh, jumps in there at Calhoun's uh, in the frigid Tennessee yeah. River, uh, no matter what the temperature outside may be, and go at it. I will occasionally jump in with that group, and then we also have a group that uh, goes from the cove down uh, deep off North Shore. You both are so athletic, and I think there is an intimidation factor that you've probably seen among people about just getting into the sports we've talked about. Um, you've mentioned uh, several groups that help out. Um, is there any other Thing that you pass along to people about just giving making the leap of faith if you will uh, that brings up a great story so making the leap of faith into the triathlon world uh, I'm a perfect example of someone that failed mm -hmm. so I did my 
I did my first sprint triathlon uh, four years ago, almost to the day. It was the Secret City Triathlon, which is a sprint, very very short. Kimberly said... For, for people who don't know what a sprint triathlon is, give them, give them the, uh, the mileage on that. Great question. So it is the shortest distance of all triathlons. The sprint can any, be anywhere from four to 500 yards. Sometimes 200. Sometimes 200. Uh, typically in a pool. And then the bike can be 14 to 16 miles. And then typically a 5K run. So luckily for me, that first triathlon, the Secret City Triathlon in Oak Ridge, four years ago was in a pool. It was 500 meters, and I could not swim the full length of the pool. So luckily it wasn't over my head, so I was walking most of the, of the, of the swim. This so, is four years ago. And it's... I videotaped it and am cackling out loud, very loudly on the videotape. Such a supportive so bride. <laughs> <laughs> she has been a supportive bride through this entire endeavor. There is no doubt. Yeah. So when I came out of that, for those who don't do triathlons who have been thinking about it, I came out of that uh, as a failure. Uh, I had a good bike. Well, the swim, certainly. Yeah. So I said, Babe, I had so much fun. I said, what is the hardest triathlon? She kind of laughed and said, they called him an Ironman. And I said, I'm going to do one. And she, she just laughed and said, yeah, right. One year after that, I did my first Ironman in Maryland. Booyah! Yeah. Yes! <laughs> this is a doc who puts yes. his mind to it. Yeah. Wow. Well, let me add for the newbies. I mean, there's been... Quite, we both were newbies. I was not a swimmer before I started. I hired a swim coach to teach me proper stroke, and I had I had Joseph hire the same lady to teach him, though he's stubborn and only went once, and then just self-taught himself. But, go ahead. But, but, but there's been so many newbies or people that have known us and wanted to get into it, and so I coach them. I, I loan them a wetsuit. I, I go with them. and. And uh, the thing is, it's such a fun, like, hey, let's just try it. You know, you don't have to excel. You just want to finish. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a very big, especially with Fleet Feet. And, um, a lot of great groups yeah. in town that will help the newbies a lot. Absolutely. And you, you said the distances on the sprint, but the real Ironman, for our listeners who aren't familiar, is a whole different ballgame. You go from a... 200 to 500 yard swim to what in that and then the run and then the and the so bike. It, you begin with a 2.4 mile swim and it's an honest swim in most most events meaning that there's no current there's no help there's no down river swim uh 2.4 miles and then you go 112 miles on the bike and then after you finish that you run a marathon 26.2 <laughs> And uh, at what point in that marathon are you making deals with the devil? <laughs> I've always heard it's mile Sometimes 22, 23. Mile. What? No, no, no. That's in just a straight out marathon. Okay. Yeah, that starts way earlier when you're doing a full Ironman. Fair enough. <laughs> it's a big mental game. It is totally a big mental game. And, uh, you know, I had been doing half Ironmans for seven years before he hopped on but I had never even attempted a full so it was really him getting on board say let's do it um, yeah I haven't quite mastered the mental game for the full he he is determined and actually did yeah phenomenal at his last Iron Man I think he's finally gotten it 
Well, um, what would you say, both of you have taken this exercise into a new humanity level, especially you, Kim. Talk about the way you've tried to share it with other people and just inform them in, in ways that they may not have thought about before. It seems your, your, your See, career yeah. has done some it, of that. It does. I mean, I just, um, I guess that's really the root of my passion with people is, is helping them get better at what they're failing at or helping them through trials. And it's definitely what I'm drawn to. And that's probably why I started with pediatrics too, just the kids and the helpless and the mommies. And as my life has changed in older kids and I, my focus has changed so um, I just love women and helping and encouraging women and teens especially uh, I think people a lot of what I do is really um, role modeling so people see me and they see what I'm doing and they see the joy and they want to know they want to try it very so, encouraging yeah um, I think inviting them to come with me giving them instruction on where to go to get help or just going with them and uh, it just takes the scary unknown out of it and and bring it down to you can do this you know yeah. so mm -hmm. lastly um, you guys seem like such a tight couple I mean I've known you for 20 minutes in person <laughs> and um, it's such a joy I can see the connection instantly but what, what, what do you think feeds that among the two of you, be it your exercise or just the way you interact with each other? I'm asking because I think a lot of people want to do biking or hiking or something with their loved one or partner. And it, it, it's a little bit challenging because one person tends to be a little bit better than the other at this. Or how do you make that work is, is, is sort of a bigger question. You know, sharing a common goal and a common interest has been a key for Kimberly and, and me. We, we love to talk about our exercise every day. That, that's typically the first thing we'll talk about when we get home. So what was your training plan today? What did you do? How did you feel? What, what, what were the highlights? And that, it, it's kind of that bond. And being able to share our latest experience together is really taking it to the next level. Uh, in last September, I was able to qualify for the Half Ironman World Championship, which is, is one of the dreams that, that I had, and one of the goals to check off my list. And that was in Augusta. And lo and behold, uh, in Chattanooga, uh, just about a month ago, Kimberly was able to qualify for the World Championship as well. So. Now we are both going to South Africa to share an experience together that it, it, it's hard to put into words how that strengthens the bond between us. Now, if one of us quits tomorrow, that's okay. You know, we have all these memories together. We have all these Ironmans and these uh, triathlons, the biking, the running, the adventures overseas. That's what makes it so easy for us. And to take it um, on another perspective is that you know he A is a man, B is a good athlete, so, so his hard workouts, I'm not gonna go do it. 
But when he's worn himself out, and the next day he has an easier just spin out run, well, that's when I go bike with him. And if, if we're going to go do something together, then we're in it together. So we're not trying to compete and go as fast as we can. You know, he'll accommodate. From, he has different goals and expectations for that day. So, and we make it work. Yeah. It, it is. It, it, there has not been a problem at all in our exercising together. It's been fun. Yeah, I beat his butt in swimming. Yes, she does. I look forward to racing both of you at mile 26 of yes. your Ironman. That'll be my start as you finish. And we'll go point two. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right, you're on. It's been a real yeah. pleasure, guys. Yeah, sure. Thank you both. Thanks for thanks for what you're doing in this community and, and for uh, giving us some inspiration. Thank you for having us, John. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you to Balter Beer Works for hosting us. Navitat's been helping us out as well. And we'll catch you next time on the Insider Podcast.